Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we are talking about minerals and crystals, in case you couldn't notice by, by the screen. But we've got this lovely assortment of different stones and crystals here to share with everyone. I thought I would start off, if you don't mind, since this was the very first one. Um, we're going to just tell a little, some stories about these and uh, maybe give you some other uses and I don't know, we'll just see where it goes. But the very first crystal I ever got is this one and it has an interesting story. It was about 1980. I was a waitress at the time. I had certainly heard of crystals but I'd never seen one. And I was bussing a table of mine and there was this on it and as soon as I saw it I said, that must be a quartz crystal even though I'd never seen one before. And I put it in my pocket and I thought I would save it until the person came back for it and I took it to work every day for at least a month and a half thinking they would come back because obviously there was no way to contact them and the manager knew I was holding on to it because the lost and found had a reputation for things going missing so I wanted to make sure the person had it, would get it. They never came back for it and so I figured well it must have come to me and I would sleep with it at night, you know, holding on to it. And I felt it really did raise the vibration. And crystal does. We've talked about that on other shows. Since it vibrates at 32,000 hertz, it in, and we live in a universe of entrainment, whatever is the higher dominant vibration, the other is going to entrain up to it. Just as if you put two heart cells and they were beating at their own rate, the closer they get together, they get synchronized. So anyway, this was my very first one that then led me to going on the Crystal Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I'll tell the story about the Crystal Ball later, maybe. Yeah. Well, we've been, uh, uh, we have a fantastic collection of crystals. So this is a combination yeah. of, but uh, still. And uh, we do a, uh, uh, every once in a while, uh, we do offer class on this, which I believe is coming up in a while, and we just thought Weekend we after this, it's a all-weekend class, and there's a description on the uh, internet, but we teach you how to use crystals for healing, laying on of stones, uh, property and uses of 100 minerals, and uh, you get to have a laying on of moldavite, or is that in the advanced class? I think that's advanced Probably class. Advanced, but you, get, but, a but you on. get laying on of stones and chair grids and mm -hmm. dreaming grids, and we go into gridding and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's a fantastic thing. We, we, the human race, don't know very much about crystals at this point. Uh, being who we are, we would think everybody had a crystal collection. Uh, and in fact, if you do have crystals at home, you might want to, um, you can call in always and ask questions about things. So uh, these are, would be at the very beginning of the class, and we had any number of things to um, talk about and somebody is going to work here getting a close-up on this. Is that going to happen? <laughs> here we go. Okay, so um, quartz is a very Hold important... It, um, there we go. There we go. Very important piece anything? of um, the universe Maybe that we live... this way. I just want... It's so beautiful in there. Yeah, okay. So you can see inside of it that it looks like there's a little face looking out and there's, it looks like a little uh, heart and there's a long history of mankind's relationship with quartz and we'll go into very specific things 
there's a thousand things about a piece of quartz that are identical to what goes on in your body. And it was um, in any of the creation myths, they talk about primordial soup and DNA being generated in the soup. And uh, this particular rock seems to bear uh, homage to uh, the idea of a uh, little wonderland inside of this piece of quartz. And uh, I call it, it's, um, the pouch that it lives in is titled DNA Quartz. And I do feel that um, that was part of it. And th there's so many things that we want to talk about on, um, uh, on quartz and other yeah. forms of... Let me a close-up on that, just to give it a little... Circular. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's its own little wonderland mm -hmm. in there. You stare into it. It's like a terrarium or something. Yeah. With clouds in the sky and all that. Yeah, and it is, uh, in my mind, that very moment from uh, uh, chemicals into consciousness, into DNA. And no matter what you're going to say, there's an element of consciousness in everything. And well, there, there are three forms of life. I grew up learning uh, animal, vegetable, and mineral. And, and crystals some grow. Cannot tell the difference. Well, but crystals grow. They have a, a DNA structure. I don't know if they call it DNA, but it has a, all quartz grows on, with the six sides. So it has a program in it, which just like we do. So yeah. it is a living, growing thing for sure. Yeah, and that's well, very far fetched for a lot of people to comprehend mm -hmm. that it is alive and it is growing, and we have proof of it. Mm -hmm. Well, we got all kinds of different things that we are going to show off tonight, so maybe I'll pick one. And mm -hmm. This is citrine, and citrine, as we know it, is actually amethyst that's been heated, so they usually take maybe a paler or what they call B-grade amethyst and heat it, and it turns yellow like this. There are There is natural citrine, but it's more of a brown color, typically brownish-red, reddish-brown, and even though this is treated amethyst, heated, you still get the qualities of that color in it. But a lot of people use this for personal power and manifestation and abundance and things like that. But really, all crystals can be programmed. Um, right here, and I'm not sure if the camera can pick that up, I might turn it a little bit. There's what's called like a little rainbow in it. Sometimes it'll get like little sheets of aluminum growing in crystal. But at any rate, I don't think I'm going to be able to pick it up from that angle. Okay. Yeah. Sir, so, one you wanted to show? Well, as we're saying, you're welcome to call in with uh, questions about uh, okay. just any of this stuff. We have um, so much information. Let me just... Um, now, this uh, crystal in particular was on the show for... Uh, which I used as the crystal I hold on the show for perhaps six shows, seven shows maybe... And I always uh, did this with it. And then, um, you know, just this constant spinning yeah, of it. maybe for a couple of years. No, it wasn't that long. And um, so the, uh, uh, yeah, there it is. If we can go back, yeah. See the hole that's, that wasn't there when I bought the thing. Channel of clarity. Yeah, and that was because of the um, fact of the energy that passed. See, that's at the exact point where I spin the thing. And so the energy between my thumb and middle finger passed through this uh, in a spiral, and there it cleared it. See in the center of that? It's almost identical. Isn't that yeah. odd? Yeah. Mine was the same way. See that, that channel? I did the same thing. I would hold it right there, 
for years, or I would hold it down there and look at those two spots. Yeah, so the, <coughs> this is the uh, phenomenon of how, <coughs> what an intimate relationship there is between a human being and a quartz crystal. Uh, another one that's in this same, well, I'll do. well go ahead and then I'll do another one in the same category. Okay, well go ahead. Well this one was on the show for uh, the longest time. This ran eight years easy, uh, where this was the crystal that I worked with every time. And uh, when it was new, uh, or re uh, acquired, <coughs> it had fissures, uh, there were just faults right through it. And uh, now, if we have the close-up, they are, if we have the close-up, I'll put it against the shirt to confuse you, there we go, okay. You can see a little bit of the, <laughs> of the shadows still floating through it, okay. All right, and believe me, when this thing was in its original form, I thought, oh, drop it once and it'll shatter into three pieces because you could identify the fissures, and they've all lost, lost their um, essence. They have healed, they have changed, it's become clear because I have become clear. If I'd gone the other way, the, the buildup you know, inside of it would have And that's interesting. The buildup inside would have gotten cloudier is yeah. what you're saying, mm -hmm. but... Uh, an interesting note there is even if your crystal does get cloudy when you have it, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and you're becoming cloudy. Sometimes that can be a metaphor of what it's pulling out of you and then it clears it, clears itself after that. Um, and it's just a, a representation of that, just so people don't get thinking that their crystal. Well, I had a guy sell me a crystal one time and he was really upset because it got more cloudy in my possession. Well, that's what I mean. Yes. Sometimes it can be like information rather than negativity. I see his point, though. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, that's my view. I, yeah, I yeah. think, uh, you know, it's better to not make people, you know, think that something's up when it's not. Okay, so this one, this mineral is called halite, and it's really nice. It's uh, a white stone, and it's perfectly beautiful and acceptable and lovely. But I, I thought I would just mention this, to be mindful when you buy stones with that, that kind of uh, marbling in it that may be other colors. Uh, this particular green stone was sold as a chrysocolla, but it has faded over the years. And I knew it was uh, dyed at the time. You can even see where that place right there is becoming white. The dye is just going out of it. So they sold this for top dollar saying it's chrysocolla, which looks nothing like chrysocolla even when this was uh, bright green. It's, I knew it wasn't. I bought it for purposes of the class. But nowadays they're selling a lot of really deep blue lapis that has these striations in it, and it's perfectly deep indigo blue, and it really is dyed halite. Getting real lapis is very expensive, so if you're paying like $20 for a polished piece, you can pretty much bet it may not be real lapis. That's okay, halite is great, but sometimes it's good to know what you're buying. But, but uh, this is real easy to dye, and they dye it all the time, so just be mindful. And your, your vendor that you buy it from may not have any idea, may think it's lapis, so that's fine. But you can um, usually tell real lapis, it has a whole different feel. But I love halite as well, so it's not like you got anything bad. Yeah. So here's a... Uh, there we go. Uh, so this would be... Uh, 
very clearly, at least in my mind, opalized. That's the word I always had all of my... Yeah. yeah, but they changed opalized to girasola, and the price accelerated directly. So <laughs> the please, name. Yeah, and, and you can see that it does look opalized, and in fact here... Oh, planets, they're colliding. No, wait, I'm back. Okay, this is um, rose quartz that is opalized, or geo... <laughs> geo what? Oh, geo... It's opalized quartz is really yeah. what it's called. <laughs> but rose quartz specifically, and you can see the pink versus the not-so-pink. Okay, and that's what the two of them look like. And just because um, there's, a, there's a whole teaching about light going through. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, okay, but I just wanted you to see the, uh, uh, the effect the light can have on uh, the crystal. Yes, it looks lit, doesn't it? Oh, wait, there we go. So, um, just as okay. we explain all this very carefully, and there's a lot to it. Okay. So, yeah. Well, um, I think I'll talk about amethyst next because I certainly do love amethyst. And I'll tell a little mm -hmm. story, and then maybe you could do that and tell your story. <clears throat> First of all, I, I've always been attracted to amethyst. This is a twin point. Uh, filled with deep amethyst, which is good for bringing things together, attracting that that um, other half of yourself back in whatever form that may come to you in. But amethyst is really good. They, it's been reputed to be good for addictions for many centuries. And the idea of if you drink and you're uh, addicted to wine, then it pulls the wine out. That was just the, the mythos that goes behind it. But I have found that amethyst is really good for insomnia. If you keep some by your bed or even use this to grid your bed, which we'll go into um, how to grid and stuff in the, in the crystal class that's coming up, and uh, you know maybe we'll even do shows on certain aspects of it in the future. But it's really good to help you sleep. If you're having trouble sleep, sleeping, just pick it up the piece of amethyst and hold on to it, and your vibration will gradually entrain to it and since this is a seventh chakra color, which is the chakra of meditation and being in that vibration of going into those alternate realities, it'll get you up to a, the perfect vibration and you'll just gently fall asleep. And if you get amethyst and put it by your bed, I would suggest that you bring it into your house and, and let yourself entrain to it for a while first. I had this, I still have it, it's a big amethyst cathedral. and. We carried it upstairs, and it's really heavy, it's huge. And I put it by my bed, and I realized I wasn't sleeping. I kept waking up all the time. And so one night, in the middle of the night, I got up and put a towel over it, like a parakeet or something, and I was able to go to sleep. Because any crystal or mineral you bring into your house is going to have this higher vibration, especially crystals. And so your body is gonna take some time to entrain up to it, because we do vibrate slower. So you may want to let your body adjust before you bring it into your bedroom, or you'll be having a very vivid dream time. Yeah, the getting used to your crystals is a very important thing. And uh, yeah, I know. Oh. And um, the, um, when we are showing the idea of placing crystals on your physical being, uh, which is a very different concept to have once that you can feel the upgrade occur, and that's what yep. we would look at. So that's very true. This is um, aragonite. Yes, there. There we go. Look, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, there we go. And a little closer too. 
This is um, a remarkable piece as far as I'm concerned in the earth. Um, um, this I would uh, sleep with, uh, held in my hand actually as I was asleep, and uh, woke up with uh, The Dreamist, for example. I don't know if anybody's read the novel, uh, the sci-fi novel that I wrote called The Dreamist, which is uh, long and involved to explain. But the plot came through, uh, not in one night, but a number of nights for that to uh, materialize and, and do you mind if I share a story with you in that? Sure. Because I'm not sure if you're gonna re if you remember this or whatever. But back when you first got that, and we would frequently sleep with our crystals and and have very vivid dreams and a lot of downloads of information and such. But you not only dreamed the dreamist, but you had this other story which I really encourage you stories. to get. Yeah. Even if you do a book of some short stories. It was about the Bismarck or something. It was like Hactor, really... Yeah. Hactor, yeah. It was one of the most ingenious stories. And he woke up from having this in his hand, woke up and he would recite this entire story that was phenomenal, that beats any of these movies out there. These Movies are getting movies. a little stale, I gotta say. You know, well, where they're, they're retreading no, the same plot. Well, I think, you know, yeah. didn't Plato say there's really only nine plots and that uh, Everything. Somebody else said there were 23. Uh, well, we've got to make Plato wrong at every turn if we have to. No, <laughs> just there's a book that says the 23 plots. I know, but it yeah. was originally the nine plots, and then mm -hmm. they embellished on that. Okay, yeah. so at any rate, um, it was just phenomenal. I saw that with my own eyes. I witnessed that. Yeah, that it is. Um, there's a, so aragonite, and then this is a, a waveform generator based on aragonite, and this is what aragonite. Imagine a piece this size uh, that you could spin this thing into a ball that would produce a ball this size. So you can see the uh, channels going through it. This is the top, for example, and the other. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So you can see how it catches the lights going through it. These are all channels, and that's how. The principle of it works, and we'll explain a lot more about it later. But uh, this thing can conduct anything into um, your thinking, if you would like, and it's the basis of Data's positronic brain, which is, it is, it's the modeling. I don't know if anybody is aware of what they're aware of, and especially writers in Hollywood, but still, okay. that concept. All right, so we're moving along quite, quite rapidly here. Yeah. Lots uh, of stories. Okay, so this is obsidian, which I love obsidian. It's been reputed over the years to um, draw negativity, quote unquote. Well, you know our opinion on negative negativity and positivity. But uh, years ago, I was teaching a divination class, of which I, I talked about divining rods and many other things. And so I was doing an example of how to use the divining rods around a physical body to see you know, if you're balanced, if your aura is larger on one side and such like that. And so I used a waveform generator that Neville had, and I did the divining rods, and you can really see the field that these things put out with the divining rods. So I was doing different ones because they had different minerals on them. And your mm -hmm. waveform generators have really wonderful minerals, which were purchased a, a while back when you could still get good quality. Now the demand is so high a lot of the uh, B-grade, C-grade stuff is coming out with new names to make them more valuable, which is okay. I mean, all, all stones are, are valuable. But I got to the obsidian, 
And instead of it pulling in like everybody thought, it radiated this huge, incredibly positive, if we're going to use those words, field. And so it, it like fills the room with this really good energy. And there are a number of different kinds of obsidian, but there's a definite feel, and it's volcanic glass. And all obsidian has, let me see if I can find this. This is plain obsidian, but you can always see like a little corona aura. There's rainbow obsidian where you can really see it. And I had another piece where it was real vivid. I, sh I could have brought that. But you're going to always know, like that's the bottom and the top, or the, I mean, same thing if you flip it over. And it's very small microscopic striations that go like that. That's what enables you to cleave it and get very thin razor sharp uh, instruments, which they still use obsidian instruments in some cases. And Surgical. And they um, used them for arrowheads and everything, but it's because of the way the glass forms or striations. So you really had to be an expert to cleave them just in the right way to get that edge. But at any rate, you can always tell the little circle um, and that's the top and the bottom. And it really feels lovely. So mm -hmm. one of the things, you know, uh, I, I know we mentioned the class and I won't go on mentioning it, but you get a chance to experience holding these two and feel the different energy. It's just yeah. really something. Without a doubt, a certain percent of it comes through the uh, media of the TV. You know what we ought to do, though? That the actual touching of them is a very different Have subject. Blindfold people oh, and yeah. see if they can how they feel the difference between the minerals. I think I'm going to do that myself. Yeah, and uh, as with the principle of the waveform generator, uh, the relationship between two crystals can be amplified, can be felt, and so we have a device by which you can experience different combinations of crystals uh, right in front of you, which I think is an exciting concept because once you've felt that, and um, you know, I, I was sitting in front of it and lined up two crystals, and the whole body got hot as a direct oh, no. result. A couple yeah. people exploded. I mean, got really, really <laughs> spontaneously combusted. Yes, no, but kidding. we put them out, and there was very little cellular damage overall. Although we did have to replace the curtains and paint the ceiling. No, we're kidding, but only slightly. At any rate, so there's um, just myriads of pieces of information. Here's a quartz form that is just deer all the way around. And um, let's see if we can get the, uh, there we go. This one had children. See, look, aren't they cute? Aren't they? They're adorable. Good, okay. And in uh, time, these will grow. This would be, uh, if I went and buried this in red clay, and came back in a couple thousand years, some reincarnation would be involved. This would be an entire cluster. Was that the one I got you? Yes, Mary got me this. Do you mind if I say something about sure, it? Sure, please. Um, and I know we won't go into things too deeply, but this is a double terminated, which means there are points on either end. And one thing that I discovered is that all quartz is double terminated. Just so happens that sometimes they start growing in the same spot so their other termination is all combined with other quartz. Mm -hmm. And this is a singing crystal as well. If you were to um, ding it, you know, yeah, it, has it has a whole that. different sound. Mm -hmm. But isn't that cute? It's got a little city. Yeah. Um, as in, um, by singing, you know, if you uh, have ever worked with clay and you've taken a pot and you've fired it, 
and after it's fired, you ding it and it rings. That's the singing quality. If you ding it before it's fired, it goes thud. Okay, so certain crystals seem to copy into that. Here, mm -hmm. go ahead. Mm -hmm. That's very true. All right, this crystal is one uh, we got, remember the dinosaur? It's in another okay. bag. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, this, if you can see this, it's very much like a scepter as well, but it's got a generator transmitter t tip. And it fits so perfectly in your hand, just the way it's shaped, like your finger right here. Anyway, it's really a lovely Brazilian quality quartz. Um, we also cover in the class like the different types of quartz and all that. But at any rate, I found this and it was so beautiful and it's, the point is designed to send intentions out. So I was writing one day, and I don't need absolute quiet, but right outside the window, we didn't have air conditioning that was functioning, so we had the windows open, and some kids were playing basketball right under the window with a boom box and shouting, and it really made it quite difficult to concentrate. So there was a basketball court just you know, within eyeshot over that was completely empty that they could have gone over there and had a lovely time. So instead of engaging with them and, and asking them to, to move over there, I took the crystal and I focused my request out there to the universe, of which they are free to say no still, but it settled in in such a way that I didn't have to confront them directly and then our egos didn't get involved and they just got in the car and drove over to the basketball court right after that. So it's not mind control, all it is is the same thing as asking, only you're bypassing ego and re resistance, uh, mutual ego resistance. So crystals can be used as tools for sure. Yeah, but anyway, this one I don't pull out very often. It's, it's very sacred and it's very special. Yeah, and there are many, many more things than that that one can do with a crystal. Uh, amplifying mm -hmm. um, uh, human conditions. This is uh, actually a scepter crystal, and I know that it looks like a mushroom that has seen better times, but uh, there we go. Isn't it cute? And this is just the way it formed, and this was uh, connected to something that it grew from, and one easily pictures a cluster of these things. And they, uh, you know, the scepter, like the king, uh, uses and depending on the formation of the tip, so forth and so on, but they, uh, there's quite a bit to all these things. This, um, I used one of these as the uh, uh, point in a particular waveform, uh, which is not here this evening, uh, but it worked very well, I might add. Okay, now, is this better that I leave it down or would you like me to hold it? Hold it, okay. Ooh, you know what? I think I'll leave it like that because we're getting a oh, glow. Oh, perfect, yeah. Um, if that's okay. This is a piece of Labradorite. Typically, Labradorite, you're going to have greens, yellow, oranges, and blue, sometimes a very deep, beautiful blue. It's extremely rare to get this purple. Um, that's, uh, there's more to it, a better angle, but at least you can see that purple. It's something that I hadn't seen. I've been collecting Labradorite and studying it for a long, long time. You know I have lots of pieces, and uh, I had one that had a little piece of purple and pink, and um, this, and I may pick it up also, Rick, just to get different angles on it. 
Now, Labradorite is good for a lot of things. They say it's good for protecting your aura and healing and protection when you go traveling into other dimensions. I'm just going to move it because Labradorite has clear channels in it of different wavelengths or different lengths. See, there's some yellow too. And depending on the angle you hold it, the light will go through and can actually be different colors from different angles as you turn it. That same spot could be blue from one angle and purple or green from another angle, which is really quite fascinating. And how I know a piece of Labradorite is for me is because I get it to click on. As you can see, it's just sort of this green color stone. And then all of a sudden, if you turn it in just the right angle, see that? that gold right there? Or is that reflect? Yeah, I think there's some gold there. And then there's some blue on the side there. But sometimes you can turn it and turn it and nothing comes on and then bam, all of a sudden it just clicks on like that. And that's how you know it's for you if you can see it. Mm -hmm. Now, it's good for your aura, meaning that it helps to keep the integrity of your aura. So if you're going to do a lot of astral travel or healing work, having this around is a good idea. And you have an interesting story with a piece as well. Um, if you wanted to tell yeah, that real was, quick, to, uh, and then we'll take the call. This is way, yeah, thank you for hanging on, caller. We'll be right with you. This is way, way early on in um, uh, awareness of crystals, and I was given a piece of um, Labradorite, and um, unless it's artificial, in which case it's Labradoriadorite, but that's a, Okay. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I, there was no instruction with it. Hi, here, have this piece. And I just uh, put it by the phone, yeah. mm -hmm. by the uh, bed. And uh, a friend of mine called at 6 a.m. and asked if I could drive him to the airport. And I asked him if he had 20 bucks. It was that long ago in time. Uh, and he said, yes, he did. And I said, take a cab and hung up. And I did not think about it. I didn't remember it when I woke up. It was, not, it was about 6 o'clock. And I wondered that evening, and I wondered if he had landed. And then I remembered the phone call, and what had happened was the um, uh, Labradorite had sealed my auric field so that his. Um, the guilt manipulation didn't, didn't seep in. Yeah, didn't begin to seep in, didn't come, did not get past at all. Yeah. So it's very good for stuff like that. Yeah, so if yeah, you're so dealing you with humans in any way, it's a good idea to have mm -hmm. a piece as yeah. the conclusion. Yes, very good. Okay. Because it helps you keep the integrity of your space. Yeah. We have the call. Yeah, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Yes, this is Anal. Hi. Hey, what can we do for you? Yes, I was wondering if when you found those crystals, did they, did they look like that when you, when you first find them? Oh. Which um, crystal? Uh, Probably not. Now, oh, okay. as far as Labradorite, that is a big slab of rock. And so they cut it, and then they probably look at it, and uh, they probably cleaved this just so that they could get some light out of it. Usually they're much smaller pieces. Um, ah, I see. And so everyone is different. The, the points that we've been holding up like this, they were found exactly like that. You can see great big, huge clusters with them like That's that. That's incredible. And, it, and the Arkansas quartz, which we have specimens from, uh, you know, all over the, the world, sometimes they're a bit, like, um, cloudy or they've got this, like, gritty stuff. And so sometimes people will polish or sand. But this is unpolished. It's almost out of, uh, like, Superman. 
Yeah. What was that? <laughs> it is a part of the fortress of solitude. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Good yeah. point. Good point. That's believe wonderful. Me, mm -hmm. We got frostbite getting that thing, let me tell you. Now, the one on the back wall, the, the tall point, we mm -hmm. should tell uh -huh. that story, too. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, that is, look how big that is, and that is polished, and you can feel when they're polished. How, you how, know, do, you polish, how, how do you polish them? Well, the, a lapidary would have the equipment for that. Uh, we obviously don't, and I'm sure it's quite an operation. Didn't back in the old days, when until like the year 2000 or before, to make a sphere, they would put it in this thing and sometimes like ride this bicycle that just turned and turned and turned it. And so every sphere, like this was made pre that, and you can feel that it's not completely round just ever so slight, which I kind of prefer those. They had a different feel to them. Yeah, they were organic. Yeah. Some Australian invented a technique by which you can make a sphere. Seems like I, I would use steel wool to, uh, you know, shine the rocks that I collect, like, like amethyst and any kind of gemstone. Because mm -hmm. uh, I run a jewelry shop and also a pawn shop in the area. And um, your, your crystals are really beautiful. Well, thank you. Just yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for calling. Yeah, much success with your with your shop too. Mm -hmm. Well, and then that crystal there, just to tell you a little bit of that story, I had gone to New York City. Um, it was when there was the premiere of that movie that I had a little cameo in, and, mm -hmm. and so we went up there, and I had my regular carry-on bag, and there was this big metaphysical expo, and that and this other big amethyst point. The guy just didn't want to haul that back with them, so he gave me a price that was just phenomenal. I, I, I've paid like, you know, something this size, well, maybe not, for, for like what I was paying for uh, that. Anyway, it was just a really good price. That thing weighs about 15 pounds, and then I had the amethyst that weighed another 15 or 12 pounds, I don't know what it was, and I put that in my suitcase and lugged it all the way on the train from Manhattan down to DC, uh, running to catch the train and putting it in the overhead. I had to get four people to help me even get it up and downstairs, but I was gonna bring those home. And I did uh, pull a muscle in my back, so I wasn't really able to stand for a couple of weeks, but they got back, and that one's quite phenomenal. A weight belt. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way. You could catch another close-up of that. That's really yeah. an exciting piece. But um, how tall would you say that is? About I don't 18 know. inches? No, it's two taller feet? than that. Two feet? Maybe. This thing's close to two feet. Or there we go. Here's another. You know the Game of Thrones, all this stuff about swords, and there is a sword. There's in fact in uh, Spain, I believe it's Spain. There's a cavern of quartz crystals that is called the uh, something of swords. Uh, mm. I forget the I name of it, it, but this is not uh, unlikely as a... No, hold still, because they take the their um, setting yeah, shots yeah, each time. Yeah, I understand. Okay, and uh, so you can see this is beginning to clear. Uh, when I got this long time ago, it was completely opaque. The tip has begun to clear a couple points through the base of it have begun to clear. Didn't you get that to make a huge waveform generator? Uh, I did. I had it hung <laughs> for a while. Amazing. And I did find a ball to match it, but the um, technique of uh, holding them suspended, because they have to be connected, yeah. I could do it through uh, a connection, but it didn't have what I wanted in the way of aesthetics. So I dismantled it. 
because uh, you really do have to do everything. I mean, you really do have to do everything to a high sense of um, well. While you're still aesthetics. talking about that, uh, Rick, if you possible, if you could get a close up of the one behind too. They're really master class. I know you had already done that, and we didn't. Uh, we picked that one up then, and you had to abandon that. But they're both yeah. so lovely. Yeah, this is a cathedral. We'll talk about in a little while, what? so you can keep. Or do you want to do the cathedral now? Well, either way. Um, okay. I wanted to get the big point back there, but this one's fine if it's. Okay. So in the uh, in the process of. Um, Creating cathedrals as you can, there we go, okay. See how so, tall that is? <laughs> yeah, so back up, so yeah. And it has a particular tip that has a specialty and it has a uh, incredible presence. I mean, you have no sense of scale because you don't know how large anything is. See, that's what the hand well, looks like. Yeah, but, but you're, far, you're closer in so it doesn't. So the hand looks bigger than it actually is. Yeah. But the base of that one is probably you know, six inches across diameter, mm -hmm. maybe more. So it's yeah. really big. That is a huge piece. So in uh, the cathedral, which are incidentally called churches elsewhere mm -hmm. in the world, you can find them called sepulchers as well in uh, other, <laughs> in Germany. I've yeah. heard that. Yeah, That's well, wild. people, the whole language is localized to where it is. It's really interesting, even if it's all English. There's I've heard still churches and chapels and Sepulkirk. Yeah, I know yeah. Sepulkirk is a church. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. It's, yeah. At any rate, so they have various names and they do have quite a presence. And in order to, um, so you're at this field of rocks, wherever that might be, and it's generally been in South America, but to where amethyst uh, cathedrals, I'm used to calling them. Are, but you don't know if that rock is just a solid rock or it's actually um, containing a geode-like formation called uh, um, whatever word I was using a minute ago. So what they do is they drill a hole into it to see what's going on inside core of it. Sample. Yeah, and this is a core sample from one. So this is what they found. I'll leave a moment for it. It goes nice against the jacket. Uh, this is what they found. Yeah, there, there we go. This is the uh, core sample. This is the outside of it, the base, and then the actual uh, points. So this would have been definitely worthy of uh, being hauled back to a place where they could uh, carefully cut it in half and make it into the cathedral. And if you can ever find two halves of the same stone, you've made an amazing find, and your wallet will get lighter directly. <laughs> <laughs> from having made this find, if you, you choose to do that. But that's a remarkable piece. Yeah, we've only piece. seen that a couple times. We've yeah, once in a while you can see where they were just shipped all at once. Yeah. Like that. But to find them, well, that's we a different story. when we went to Tucson, boy, wasn't that an adventure. Oh, yeah. If anybody lives out in Tucson that <laughs> uh, would be open to us sleeping on their couch, so to speak, that would be lovely because we'd love to go back next year. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this here is calcite. Now, calcite is one of the stones that come in the most forms, I think. Mm -hmm. there are, this is optically clear, and so this is called butterscotch. And calcite is a softer stone, whereas quartz is a lot harder. So if you were to bang this, you can chip it and dent it a lot easier than you can quartz. And some of these, if you get the light just right looking through, they have striations going in both directions. That's why they'll cleave or break and, and chip. 
but they have this optically clear, which is a clear one. They have it in white, and it almost looks like a quartz sphere. A lot of times people are selling them thinking they're quartz, but they're calcite. You can always tell from the striations inside. And they have it in green, like this optically clear green, yellow, uh, peaches, all, all kinds of colors like that. And uh, I'm just going to compare. This is also calcite, but it's blue calcite. And this is a stone that I used for years to represent planet Earth when I would do prayers for the Earth. It was just the sort of the icon for it, to, for us to focus our energies. So this is blue. Uh, uh, oh, this isn't calcite. It's, yeah, it is blue calcite, not blue quartz, blue yeah. calcite. And so I have chunks of blue calcite. So there's opaque a little bit harder versions of that that come in these beautiful colors, almost like rainbow colors. I have blue, orange, yellow, green. Um, I have a huge chunk of bright orange. I, I thought I brought my orange calcite with me tonight, but I did not. So you've got the optically clear variety and you've got the opaque variety. It comes in slab. And so anything that you get made of calcite, it's because it's been cut. It doesn't grow so much in points, except for this one variety that's clear that grows in these uh, real strange flat top points, which uh, um, I'll probably put in our next uh, crystal meditation night. Mm -hmm. But anyway, calcite has a lot of the properties of its color, but I always call some of these optically clear uh, balls or uh, mm -hmm stones as being the happy stone because you hold mm -hmm. it you just get in a better mood. Yeah, and a, a jewelry grade is another way they refer to optical because you can have um, yeah, ruby that's not uh, right. optically clear. Well optically example. clear in calcite, calcite for some reason is, is a very inexpensive stone I guess because it's plentiful. So the jewelry grade is what they call clear of the other um, semi-precious and precious stones. But calcite, they call it optically clear when it's clear. They, they don't have completely clear. Optically clear just means you can see light through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's and the here's duck. the duck. Wow, it's already the duck time. Yeah, that seemed... Uh, so how many we more still do have? have a lot. No, I think Three we're getting least. close. Okay. All right. Um, love and reassurance are being sent from spirit. It is all working out in divine order. Your spirit guides are communicating with you through signs, license plates, songs. Pay attention. And numbers on the clock. Didn't say that. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, well, I don't know if we have calls coming in. Let me do. Well, go ahead and do one. If you want, while you're getting that out, I'll just show this. This is petrified wood. Oh. Wonderful. It got really, really scared until yeah, <laughs> it got petrified. I remember learning as a kid how this bacteria ate the wood and left its duplicate, but in the form of a stone. Which, how profound is that, you know? Okay, we have uh, our call in. Just give me a. Yeah, okay. These are uh, um, sacred geometry, uh, three-dimensional sacred geometry forms, uh, which have to do with absolutely everything. Every crystal is made of them. You are made of them. In fact, the entire of the universe is made of them. Um, t uh, tetrahedron, 
octagon, um, et cetera, cube, um, uh, dodecahedron, and, and so forth. Anyhow, we explain this uh, during the, uh, okay. and what you can do with and about them. So Okay, I'll just do this last one, and then you can say hello, caller. These are a, a, a kind of a new find. Uh, amethyst, every time they make a find of amethyst, is slightly different. And, it, you know, it has the qualities of where it's at. And so this isn't clear, but it's this lovely color purple, and they named it Oralite, but it's amethyst. It's just like slab amethyst that didn't necessarily grow in points. It has a really wonderful energy, and um, they cleave them off so that they're in, like, sharp little... Um, wands almost and so mm -hmm. oralite and and but it's really just a, a slab form of amethyst which is really lovely okay it is so we'll do hi caller what's your name please hi this is edith okay. edith hi, what can we do for you i just like our reading from mary thank you mm -hmm. i really enjoyed uh looking at all your crystals they're beautiful ah thank yeah, you excellent and i'll take um, my answer off the air thanks, thanks. lovely and you know it's so uh Crystals are so wonderful, and you're right. You know, I didn't. That's why we have two weekend, all weekend long classes in it. You know, the advanced is really fantastic. The things you can do. Okay, so this is wisdom. Wisdom is what we get from the experiences we have, and instead of getting caught up in the the blue ribbon or the pictures or the memory, it's better to um, stay in the present time with the wisdom extracted from the event. So just know that that's the gift that we take from every experience. We're not supposed to take the experience with us, but just the wisdom gained. And the wisdom is leading you into a place of calm waters. And I feel there's a spirit guide, interestingly, around you. And when I said the word calm waters, I just felt like this chill down my spine. So I think their name has something to do with that. And uh, I was even feeling a, a Native American First Peoples vibe around it. And I know that there is such a, a, a lovely governing energy from that, that spirit. So I, I feel like you're being led in the direction of what's going to be calm for you. Don't go in the agitated section, you know, way. Just wait for the divine timing. Stay calm right now because your time will come. Maybe now's not the time to speak up. Wait, wait for your time. Great. Yeah. Thanks. And our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Yes, hi. This is Suzanne. How are you? Oh, good. good. What can we do for you? I was actually calling to get a reading from Mary, if possible. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. It'd be All right. Thank you. And I'll take my answer off the air. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I think we, we got through most of those. Okay. Claiming your power is really powerful. I know when I met Neville, he had it written on his wall. I claim my power. Yeah, in the bathroom. You had it written everywhere with magic Probably, marker. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I love Rental. it. Uh, listen to him. I didn't necessarily agree with the writing on the wall, but, uh, but it, it served its purpose. I like to put it on paper and then put the paper on the wall. But at any rate, to each his own. But really, it's a matter of we spend our whole life waiting for someone to give us that crown of power through a promotion or job title or through uh, money or through a marriage proposal or whatever. But really... It's us reaching for it. All we have to do is reach out. And so I would say, ask yourself, what is it that's preventing you from reaching out for this next leg of your power? Not that you don't have your power now. And since family came right after that, maybe it's talking about looking at your family circle 
It shows a pe uh, people holding hands. And we have our family for a reason. It's not an accident. They're here very specifically to be uh, in our life. And so maybe the claiming your power, either through strong family association is helping you to do that, or if you're having challenges with your family, maybe it's saying step back into your personal orientation or your personal orbit and not get tied up in others. And then the traveling card can talk about traveling, like maybe this is time to go to new places. But sometimes it can be saying, check your baggage metaphorically, like what, what do I still have in here that I've been lugging around that doesn't even belong to me? Reminds me of a movie that you um, were watching one time where I think it was Sean Connery was in it and uh, somebody was carrying heavy, heavy bags and he goes, you know, you can just set those down. And so m you can just set the stuff down in your life. So thanks. Yeah, very powerful. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Jordan Hendrickson here. Hi Jordan, there. What can yes. We, yes. Speaking. What can we do for you? We are here to interview the selected candidate for... This is the same as last week. Just see what he says. And speak, please. Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Hi, yeah, caller. You What's your name, please? Okay. Do you want to tell That's your... Um, like this here is a fluorite octahedron, which is really beautiful. Blue. Lovely. It's, it's really gorgeous. They, they grow in octahedronal shapes, and then they're kind of cleaved off. And I believe that um, many of the people that used to do that died because of the fluor... fluor um, the fluorite gas, yeah, which is what are in fluorescent lights. Ironically. Um, but now they wear masks, and so everything's okay. And don't die nearly as often. And, and sometimes you'll get these, and they're, they're just um, like polished into that shape. This is actually cleaved off of a larger structure. And here's uh, what's called a Vogel crystal, which was uh, created by a man named Vogel. And this is normal quartz that you might find. Uh, and normal quartz will have a particular configuration. And this man added to the configuration, and it works. It really, really works. Were I to build a waveform generator out of this device, and I think this one's 20, I'd sit here and count them, but uh, this would be able to take 20 separate commands for the waveform generator by virtue of the form Mr. Vogel created. So it's a very, very interesting concept, uh, what mankind uh, does, we have uh, this tendency to regard anything artificial as lesser than. <laughs> but to know, could we please love being human beings? Could we change that whole thing? And here's the okay. um, lovely This piece. is a trio of crystals. Isn't that beautiful? Now, anything growing in a cluster facilitates uh, a cooperation of energy. And so this being a trio is really the next step into Trinity thinking. And it's really quite clear, pristine points. It's really a, a lovely one. I'll turn it around there's the other way. a little guy growing out of the... Yeah, <laughs> a little baby up there. Yeah. And then there's actually part of one out, out here. But it's very unusual to see them growing like this. Yeah. They're almost like ice. It just feels so incredible. Mm -hmm. Here's an amethyst form that uh, actually contains... Um, virtually every, uh, very close to, it's double terminated, it has a lestial uh, characteristic on the t um, 
sides, the uh, uh, particular point on one end has a specific name. Just I was uh, wanting you to look in the things so that you could there we go. frame it up, what you were talking okay. about. The elastial, uh, the particular configuration at the tip, the configuration okay. at the other tip, like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now this, this here is a Shiva Lingam. Uh, the legend is that there is an Indian river, uh, a river in India, an Indian river, a river in India where these stones uh, come from, they're river stones, and that they, the monks would dive down and get them up or something, and then they made a dam, which made them harder to get at. But essentially, they grow in this shape. They may um, polish them, like run them through a machine and put like sort of this waxy polish, but what is so stunning about these, they're crypto-crystalline structure, so they are a form of quartz, and they're extremely heavy. I have a, a pretty big one at home, and they're much heavier than they look, and each one is unique. They say the darker is the feminine and the lighter is the masculine. So ideally, you'd want to have a line that goes all the way around there, like this one would be held in great esteem uh, because it's very balanced male-female. And Neville's going to be showing one now, too. There uh, we go. This is, as you see, a larger version of them. Now, if this were absolutely clear quartz, and they do come that way, but they're very rare, and the entire plot of... Um, Indiana uh, Jones. Yes, Indiana Jones, was, uh, and especially the Pimple of Doom, was um, uh, formatted based on a crystal clear Shiva Lingam. And I could, uh, that would be such a thing to behold. I have never seen one, but I knew they do exist. Okay, and, and this is a Lemurian seed crystal, and we do explain all the difference between this. We have a, a quite a large body of uh, information on this stuff. But Lemurian seed crystals, the, the legend behind those is that it, during Lemuria and Atlantis, but Lemuria mainly, they, would t they took crystals and programmed information about our humanity and then seeded these crystals all over the world so that that idea is that you can find these growing just independently one at a time instead of in clusters even though they look like they had been attached at one point which proved to one um, uh, the early people that discovered these that they had been placed with programs and made into this grid so that when one comes into your possession it is uh, or into your charge rather that it is filled with information that's part of the grid that then you become part of that when you take it on. Yeah, and here's a piece that's a copper. This is copper as it comes out of the ground, and it's um, it like happy, happy to be what it is. It, it has, in the years and years that I've had this piece, it has not oxidized because it's just balanced the way it is. It, it oxidizes because it's looking to combine with something that's the nature of copper. And uh, I imagine over many, well, many years it will. Well, if anybody is interested in yeah. the, um, the class, I believe this weekend is what? Today's the 5th, and so I believe it's like the weekend of the 11th and 12th is the crystal class. If, mm. It's a very small class because um, we do lots of things. We get to experience laying on of stones. It's uh, really quite a class. And you learn how to use this in your practice if you're a healer or to do this as your practice. It's a mm -hmm. certification. So anyway, the information's on the website. So if you're interested, you may want to let us know soon. Yeah, it wraps up that way. But just knowing about crystals, even if you don't choose to use them in your life, is still an extremely powerful thing. Mm -hmm.
and a more tangerine quartz in a little mm -hmm. tiny cluster and we're out of time basically. Yes, and we're so. going to be starting a new series of meditation night which we'll talk more about next week mm -hmm. and um, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door and the and psychic development is starting it. soon as well. Mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Thank you.